Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. Good morning, everybody, and happy race day. One car that I am very happy to see sitting on the pit lane for a morning warm-up is the Turner Motorsport BMW. Car number 96 comes into the race today with a good shot at potentially a race win because they've done it before. Back in 2019, this team and two of their three drivers were victorious in this race. But yesterday in qualifying did not go according to plan for the Liquimali-sponsored car. Went out with Robbie Foley behind the wheel. He detected something was wrong on his outlap, came back into the pits, sat in the box for about four minutes, minutes before giving it another go but no no time set for Turner so they will start at the back of the pack unless anybody changes tires and then moves back behind them it was an electrical gremlin that jumped aboard that car they have done all the exorcisms that are humanly possible they've kicked the gremlin out they've told him he's not welcome and we are about to find out if indeed the car is better because this is going to be the first time that the car has run on track in any sort of real running as far as the lap time is concerned since Thursday's night practice. So, everybody around the track, keep your fingers crossed for the red, white, and blue BMW. At the other end of the pit lane, joining me for this morning warm-up, it's none other than Andrew Marriott. Good morning, yeah. Andrew. Thanks very much, uh, Shay, and uh, good morning. I've had my egg McMuffin, and I'm ready to go. I've just been uh, contemplating fuel consumption here and laps. Of course, we've got two very different engines with the two different engine manufacturers in the top class. One, of course, a turbocharged V6 engine. The other, a thumping great American V8. And I'm learning that probably the V8 Cadillacs, probably not in the first session, they'll probably come in, Shay, after about 37, 38 minutes. And that is equivalent probably to about 32 laps. The Hondas definitely will go a couple of laps longer than that. So probably they might uh, short fill them a bit at the uh, first stint, but that's what we're going to be looking for. So no question in doubt, the turbocharged Hondas have got a bit of fuel consumption advantage over the big Caddy engine, which of course is built by Richard Childress Racing. And uh, that will be interesting to see, but usually with all the yellows and everything, it all sort of works out, so they're pretty well on the same page. Over to you, John. Thank you, down there in the pits, uh, uh, for Sheer and Andrew. I, I'm guessing, Jeremy, that would rather depend on whether you speak to the Acura teams yeah. or, or the Cadillac yeah, teams. Yeah, yeah, good morning, everybody. Uh, great to be here for what promises to be really, really exciting. Andrew, I think you've been talking to the Cadillac teams. Have you spoken to the Acura teams as well? Because <laughs> I tell you what, uh, IMSA, the IMSA technical team works really, really hard on that sort of thing. And, uh, and uh, generally speaking, they do about... They, they, they are capable of doing the Acura and the Cadillac the same, pretty much identical. I mean, within a few seconds, certainly within you know, on the same lap, um, generally speaking, as uh, as each other. Uh, the question after that is, how much do you want to save fuel Correct. to how extend the range? Yeah. That's where the difference is. So, cars out on the circuit. I, I just wonder, is it easier to turn down the turbo engines? That's the one thing. I'm not sure you're allowed there. 
variable boost anymore. That used to be something that, that I, I remember. Right, let's uh, look at some times as these cars are coming round. If you are just joining us for the first time, what's the headlines this week, Jeremy? What's been going on? What are we going to be looking for later on? Uh, I mean, for, for most of the teams this morning, it's just a sort of final check. Make sure it's okay. They'll probably come in, do a few uh, driver changes. Uh, just make sure everybody is is up to speed uh, and, uh, you know, and and ready for this, because uh, particularly at the, at the front of the field in the Cadillac teams, uh, Cadillac against Acura, uh, everything to play for that. I'm pretty sure the the manufacturers championship has been wrapped up now in favour of Acura by virtue of getting the pole position yesterday. If the Cadillac had been able to to win the pole position, and it was awfully close at the end, what does? Actually, it was a couple of tenths, wasn't it, in the end, which is quite a lot in DPI terms these days, um, then uh, Cadillac could have tied up the points after this round, in which case it would be five poles each and five wins each, and then, then it's a toss-up, uh, unless Acura wins it on alphabetical order, A over C. Um, but, uh, but now, with, the, with that uh, extra pole position, uh, I think that'll put the manufacturer championship beyond the reach. But for the other two Acura teams, basically, if they're in the top six positions whichever finishes ahead of the other there is a developing story that andrew maria is following up right now down at wayne taylor the cunningham and Alta cadillac had a little bit of an issue in qualifying yesterday where the car went sideways did some damage to its michelin tires now the regulation state you must start on a, a minimum of three of the four tires on which you qualified so there's a decision to be made because if they don't do that, they have to go to the back of the class. Andrew is with Wayne Taylor now. It's been provoking some heavy debate in the team, Andrew. Yeah, right. Now, John Hine just saying to me, can I check out the situation with the tyres? We saw Ricky have that rather lurid slide. What have you done? What's the plan now? Um, you know, we've got to do everything by the rule book, which allows us to put on uh, one tyre. And um, once Ricky's out on his um, two exploratory laps, we'll make a decision. Uh, were they quite badly flat-spotted? Yeah, they were. Yeah, three of them. Pretty bad. But he was on a good lap. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they always say, right? Wade, we're also just discussing uh, fuel consumption relative to your turbo engine and obviously the big old uh, V8 banger there. Have you got a bit better fuel consumption? And can you adjust it a bit more with a turbo? Well, I think, I think the fuel consumption really comes down to the drivers, to be honest. And I think we've got good guys who, know, who understand that. Um, I think that this track is very much a um, Cadillac race. Although we were very, very fast last year in the night. And so, you know, our goal is to be ahead of the 60 car at this point. That's the number one priority. And, of course, you win this race on even years I think yeah after the last eight years or so you've only missed out on one of like you won in 20 or you won 18 and maybe 14 yeah exactly and this is an even year right this is an even year so um, you know look at the end of the day like I said you know we've got to be ahead of the 20 car but, but we're racing for the win thanks very much Wayne thank you Earl Bamber, a year ago coming into the Motul Petit Le Mans, it was a surprise to see you in a race suit on race day morning. How much nicer is this, knowing you're starting on the outside of the front row from the time that you did? I mean, actually, this year I got to practice. Um, but, I mean, yeah, it, it was phenomenal. It was really nice to do qualifying yesterday. It was, I think, uh, the second one I've done this year. But to drive one of these cars on low fuel around uh, 
Michelin Road Atlanta is something special and um, it's going to be really sad to the fact that it's the last race because they're fantastic cars. guess the bright thing is we've got even cooler cars coming. So um, I think that's really, really special. But, um, yeah, it's out, start outside the front row is great. I mean, uh, Cadillac O2's rolled off the truck really good. We've had great speed. And, um, you know, it's going to be a tough one. With so many cars to manage to execute this one well, um, it's going to be a tough, tough day. But we're going to give it our best shot. And, yeah, it, it's just great fun to be out there racing there at the moment. As far as this race is concerned with the endurance races, it's most similar to the 12 Hours of Sebring, which you and Alex Lynn won earlier this year. Do you feel like any of that translates over from, well, beginning of the year to end? Yeah, for sure. And I think we've had really good pace um, recently. You know, we were quick in Road America. Um, you know, Alex also stuck on the front row there. Um, and then, you know, we've been good and strong in the endurance races. So I think we, we will, hopefully we're strong today. Um, and we've got still that little inter-team battle over third place in the championship as well. So... It's quite a lot to play for, but, you know, Chip Ganassi's never won uh, over here overall. So uh, we're really fighting hard this weekend to try and get him that first uh, overall victory. It was great to get him one at Sebring, and uh, we definitely want to get him one here. This is a race also that's been more predominantly dominated by Cadillac Acura never finding victory in this Motul Petit Le Mans. So that's going to be a little bit of a chip up too, but the unfortunate thing is you have three other Cadillacs to battle against. Yeah, I mean... Um, you know, we typically have been stronger, and the Cadillac has been stronger on the more bumpier tracks, and this is a little bit more bumpy. Um, you know, I think it's the way that we can still run low versus to them, but, um, you know, there's three strong, three other strong uh, Cadillacs out there. I mean, I have to say it's been amazing to drive for Chip Ganassi this year. We've definitely brought something to the Cadillacs. We've driven them forward. Um, so, you know, I think we were two, both the 01 and the 02 will be very strong today. Um, it's great to have Ryan with us as well. So um, I'm just looking forward to, like I said, a great race. And, um, you know, it is, a, it is just something special to drive these things. And, I mean, also drive a chip. When I grew up as a kid, I watched Scott Dixon. He'll hate me saying this again. But, you know, as a kid, and, and you always dream of driving for, for, for you know, in an organization at Chip Ganassi. And now you're here doing it, um, you know, is something special. And like I said, we've got the GDP area coming as well, which is something cool to be able to go back to Le Mans with, uh, you know, Cadillac and all that sort of stuff is also going to be really, really cool. So um, there's a lot of cool things on the horizon. Good luck today in the race. Thanks. So very interesting uh, couple of interviews there. Thank you, Andrew and Shea. And just to put a bit of meat on those bones, Jeremy, of that tyre regulation that Wayne Taylor and Andrew were talking about, you have to start on a minimum of three out of the four, as I mentioned. There's penalties if you do not. So what options are open to them realistically then there? They've changed one, that's fine. So they'll have taken the worst flat-spotted tyre off that car. What are they going to do with the other three? And, and when, realistically, when can they do it to have the least effect on their race? Yeah, I mean, they, they if they did elect, if, if the tyres were flat-spotted beyond reasonable use, then they would... Um, they can change all four and they can start at the back of the DP, DPI field which would be in seventh position on the grid they would, however they would lose their points then, they, they would lose their, their qualifying points and they got 30 points for qualifying third so uh, that would mean they would have to finish uh, uh, three positions ahead basically of the um, of the uh, of the other of the number 60 car in order to win the championship so they want to try and carry out keep those points if they possibly can Therefore, that, that, that they will change one of the, the worst of the four tyres because you have to, as you were saying, you have to start uh, the race on the same set of tyres on which you qualified. Otherwise, there's a penalty. Uh, if you change uh, all four, that's what I say. You go to the back, 
and, and off you go on a fresh set of tyres. But at least you're in the mix. But you lose your points. You can then you can your other options are you can come in on the uh, as they go go to green. Yeah. Um, and come in, change the other three, and um, if if the vibration is is really bad on, the, on those. Uh, flat spotted tyres. Come in and change those those uh, four tyres, and then you can go off again. By the way, if you've if you've changed all four, not only do you start at the back, you also have to serve a drive through penalty right. as well. And of course, um, yeah, so that'll put you a long, long way back behind everybody else. So it, it's a tricky bouncing act. But you can come in the end of lap one, or, or either, either as we go green. Um, and then they just have to wait, wait at the end of pit lane to, just to make sure everybody else has gone past. So they'll be at the back of the field or they would come in at the end of the first lap. What's more important in a 10-hour race, grid, grid position and therefore track position early on, or the 30 points? And I would suggest the 30 points are uh, more important. We'll work that out a little bit more, talk about it a little bit more, I'm sure, in Michelin Countdown to Green. Delighted to say we've got Jimmy Johnson and the 48 uh, Ally Cadillac back this weekend. And... Uh, seven-time cup champion is with Andrew Marriott. Yeah, just having a little bit of discussion with his engineer now. And, uh, you had the motion, it was upside down already. Just uh, hang on. Jimmy, how was the track conditions this morning? Everything seems pretty good out there. Just kind of doing some live driver changes here and uh, just getting ready for this amazing race that's coming up here in a few hours. I mean, you're not used to jumping out of a car and handing it to somebody else. No, I'm not, and I evidently you look, pretty, you look pretty good at it. Well, I, I get out fine, but I think I left a mess behind me, and uh, the pit stop was a little slower than we wanted. Well, you got a bit of practice in that Goodwood doing that, at least. Yeah, well, I came in. I didn't have to worry about the guy following me, so I got a little little bit of work to do. Looking forward to this, I bet. I can't wait. This is so much fun. Thanks very much. Thank you. Spin at the out spin on the far side of the circuit it's the Magnus Aston Martin this is turn number 6 leading to 7 and uh, it is surprisingly Spencer Pompelli in that car that was, this car's had a few trials and tribulations very important session for them uh, as they changed the full drive train on that car engine and gearbox then they had a further problem so they've been chasing it this week and they will want to get a few laps in here Jeremy I think just to prove to themselves that everything that they've done in the scramble that they have had this week not the perfect preparation at all oh a couple of cars having uh, slides there looked like the uh, era car behind it was also a little bit sideways that might have been the number 10 car the Cadillac yeah, look, the Acura, excuse me. I, I think I think Spencer Papel has only done four laps uh, mm. prior to this session uh, this week in this car. Of course, he's uh, he's got plenty of laps around this place uh, because he, he lives just uh, just down the road, quite literally. There's that uh, one more spin from the number ten car as, he, as yeah, Spencer Papel yeah. just got, got on that curve next to turn six and uh, kind of got, got a bit out of sync with the steering there and, and lost control of the car and spun. Uh, no harm, no foul though. Uh, number ten car able to avoid. Uh, Brendan Hartley was actually at the wheel of the Wayne Taylor racing. Colin Minolta can uh, Acura at the moment. He's just uh, just improved his way up to fourth position overall in this session. 112.1 for him. It's the uh, Cadillac racing number zero two car of Alex Lynn that is fastest. 1 minute 10.8 for Alex 
the first uh, five or six laps of this session, it was Mikkel Jensen in the number 52 PR1 Matheson Motorsport LMP2 car that was fastest. Uh, and uh, the LMP2 qualifying yesterday was really oh, exciting. Super. We'll have a chat about that after we've heard from Shea Adam down in the pit lane. Stephen McAleer, it's championship day. This is a position you're used to being in, being able to fight for a championship coming into a race day. But you've never been in a position where it's been a 10-hour race fighting for a championship. How does that change things for you? You know, it, it, it doesn't much. We had a good result at Sebring and Daytona. And, uh, you know, I think we have a, a good package to be in the fight at the, uh, the end of the race. Right now, I don't think we have the, the downright pace. Um, if it ends up on a 30-minute you know, shootout at the end. But, um, you know, this even in night practice yesterday, I mean, this place is tough. You know, you get a GTD car behind you, and you see the DPI cars showing up, and it's, uh, it is quite, quite uh, tough to keep your eyes on that stuff. So it's going to be a lot of uh, incidents, I believe. Um, our goal is to try and stay out of trouble for nine hours, and uh, that last hour, I'll let you know if I'm smiling or not. Is the advantage for Team Cawthorp that you guys have the experience within the car, you, Mike Skeen, Dirk Mueller, you're not excitable in the same sense that a lot of the other people in the other cars are. They're younger, they don't have that know-how of how the race goes, whereas you guys know it's not over until it's dark. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, Mike and Dirk have got so much experience that, uh, you know, we know the deal here. I'm starting P6 today. If I lose a few spots at the start, I'm okay with that. Um, we're just going to go out and hit our markers and, and try and stay out of trouble. And um, Yeah, I mean, I think we'll be there at the end um, if, we, uh, if we can keep our nose clean and we'll, we'll battle at the end. Thanks, Stephen. There's only five minutes left in this session, and down at the other end of pit lane, he had to spend a couple of moments out on track, and now he's with Andrew Murray. That would be Spencer Pompelli. Uh, Spencer, what happened there? Had a little bit of a spin. Yeah, it's uh, it's my first time in this car. I guess it's eventually about to happen to everybody. But uh, no, I've got zero laps in this thing so far. We've been struggling with the uh, some mechanical issues. We finally got the car going, so uh, I knew I had a couple laps just to try to just to put a relative lap in to see where I was, uh, see what I can learn, looking at the data real quick before the race, and it just got a, I was sideways. All I knew I was loose, and I could have just backed off, but you know. Me being me, I kept my foot in and hit the curb. And just a nice, easy, lazy spin, no big deal. But I can't say enough about these guys at Magnus. We've had so many issues, and I think the car is pretty good despite everything that we fought this week. The guys were uh, both ends of the car on Thursday, making sure we got just some track time. John did an awesome job in qualifying yesterday. It was really his first laps in the car. He out-qualified a couple guys that had you know three and a half hours more track time than we did to tune their cars. So uh, Andy's in there now, just getting a final read. And, uh, you know, for old tires, where we were, it felt pretty good. So uh, I feel better if we had more time in it, but I'm optimistic. Strange to have the engine in the front. Well, it wasn't when I spun it. <laughs> I think that final comment. Thank you. <laughs> Great line. Down to the last three and a half minutes now. Scott Dixon out in the 0-1 Cadillac ahead of its team car, the 0-2. Brendan Hartley, uh, in fact, just pops in. Oh, no, he's not. He's still in third place for the best of the two Acuras. In P2, it's Mikkel Jensen for PR1 Matheson. And in P3, Kai van Berlo. Poor position man yesterday after cruelly losing the opportunity to win the championship in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Visit Cayman Islands but 
he has been selected as the Porsche junior driver from this championship to go to the shootout and uh, that was announced yesterday evening it was very exciting news for uh, for Kai he was uh, he was selected last year as well he was the he, representative he, last year wasn't he he uh, he went last year yeah yes. exactly so uh, yeah he was because he talked about last night he's you know, so he he now knows what to expect yes. for that shootout there um, and uh, he, he particularly knows because first of all last year it was the uh, the uh, young driver shootout was won by uh, Lauren Heinrich who was here this weekend for his first ever race in North America and uh, pretty much dominated the weekend he was running away with the first race until he had a brake issue and went off the road at turn one uh, but uh, he, he was on pole for both races the second race yesterday he won very convincingly so uh, Kai knows not, not only uh, about what he needs to improve upon from last year to have an opportunity to win the shootout this year because Heinrich's not going to be part of that of course because he's already won it uh, and he is now a Porsche junior driver um, but uh, you know, he feels in pretty good shape and I tell you what his attitude last night I thought was really really good uh, he, he gave a great interview yesterday to Nick, Nick Damon after that qualifying session same again last night and he stuck around after the awards ceremony he was chattering yes. to people uh, you know hats off to him he could have left in a bit of a sulk no 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 not at all really really good young man got a big future ahead of him I'm sure and uh, as you say, John Hanover, he put that car on pole position yesterday for Riley Motorsports in the LMP3 category. Fastest again this morning. So he's, he's, uh, he's, he's making his point and he's here to stay. Yeah, absolutely agree. And he can clearly drive different types of cars uh, as well because uh, that was a tough qualifying yesterday. Uh, as I think I described in the introduction one of the most amazing bits of compartmentalising that anyone's ever done yeah. in terms of being able to clear his mind of what had happened and he did have the good grace to say yeah I was a bit cheesed off kind of thing but <laughs> it, it probably was quite good that I could get back in a different car and go and do something else and, yeah. and that I'm very, very, very good. Rather than having to stew on it for yeah, for exactly for the months. Yes. Well, until the start of next season. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the man who uh, beat Kai Van Berlo to the championship last year, although didn't have uh, quite as many wins as Kai in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America, is down in the pit lane with Andrew Marriott. That's Sebastian uh, Sebastian Prio. He has won here before in the Pilot Challenge, but not in the big race, Andrew. Seb, yeah, John, just saying you've won here before, but not in the big race, so a lot to play for today. For sure, this is the one to win, you know. This track's been really good to me over the years, but um, today's the day. Um, you know, we've got a good car. Um, just got to say thank you to Inception, Multimanic, for uh, letting me do this race, and um, I really can't wait to do it. Now, you've got a co-driver, Brendan Areeb. Is it correct he's going to fly to Barcelona? That is correct. Tell us, so you're going to have to do a lot of extra work. When's he going to leave the track? I mean, he's going to do his two-hour stint and then he's, he's jetting off to uh, Barcelona, so he's letting us do the work, which is great. Uh, Jordan's a great driver, so we, we've got a good team ahead of us. Um, we've just been practicing driver changes there, which has gone really well, so uh, I'm feeling really ready for this race. So, so Brendan's going to race in Barcelona tomorrow? He is. He's doing the GT World Challenge race out there, so we're both championships on the line this weekend, so I'm going to do as best I can to, uh, to get the championship this weekend. Unbelievable. Well, have a great race, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you at the end. Thanks very much, Seb. Sebastian Prio uh, doing a bit more work. Two and a half hours uh, that Brendan's got to do, not the two that that Seb's mentioned. Uh, however, I doubt it will be Seb whose finger is on the stopwatch for 
uh, for that. But good to have young Mr. Prio back in. Uh, neither Andy or Joe, his mum and dad, are here this weekend, so I'm sure they're tuned in and they'll be watching uh, later on. Um, saw them... Well, I haven't seen them enough recently. Two very, very good people. Little half slidey, spinny thing by the 16. That's the uh, Wright Motorsport car, which uh, had Ryan Hardwick at the wheel down at 10A. And then trying to avoid the Risi Competizione car, James Collado had to go onto the gravel uh, round to driver's right. That was an odd one. As if it broke away with a maybe a lock break or something like that coming in from the rear end. James Collado getting the way around. It's almost the definition of a, a lazy spin there as he went uh, in. So yeah, no he lost it under brakes, didn't he? It's definitely yeah. at the turning yeah, point, he lost it, kind whoa. of slid across the curb. And, so no major problems, no court or sport, but this is a Normal. standard operational procedure. They're still uh, having a cup of coffee and whatever else they uh, feel that uh, only bad things can happen in warm-up, to quote the old old saying. Jeremy? Yeah, the, and uh, the, the final lap, Beloit Duval put in there the fastest time of the session, and number five, Mustang Samping JDC Miller Motorsports Cadillac, a 110.406 then was the, uh, the best time this morning. It's a, uh, yeah, it's a pretty stout lap time, that one, I must admit, in these, uh, but, but yeah, perfect conditions right now. Cool, dry, uh, virtually no wind at all, absolutely yeah. perfect. So, nice, clean, warm-up session. As you say, a few cars elected not to go out. The Andretti Allsport car didn't go out. Uh, Ari Balog in the number 30 Junior 3 racing LMP3 car also. In LMP2, uh, Era Motorsport uh, number 18 car did not go out. The Tower Motorsport car number eight didn't set a representative lap. I think they just did uh, three in and out laps just to do one driver change each. Uh, and also in GTD Pro, we didn't see uh, the, the number 14 car did one lap. Number 14 Lexus, which is, will start from the pole position, did one lap. And the number nine Faf Motorsports Porsche did none. And uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. It's just a 50 minute warm up. They've, they've got plenty of either test time or practice time, other than Magnus Racing and all sorts of dramas, as Spencer Papelli was telling us. Uh, so th for the rest of the teams, just an opportunity primarily to uh, second-guess everything, make sure everything is working well, and, and practice some, some uh, driver and tyre changes. Thanks to Andrew Marinshire. Adam down in the pit. Mission and Countdown agreeing to come. Check the schedule at imsaradio.com. Stay tuned in on 98.1 FM and we'll be on uh, Sirius XM as well for the whole race. Sound and vision if you're outside the USA. imsaradio.com with all the details uh, from the track for the moment here at Mission and Raceway uh, Road Atlanta. Thanks for your company. The big race comes later on.